This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post, Manscaped, and HelloFresh. This is a real big time right now for conspiracy theories, as uh, you may have noticed. Mm -hmm. You've got the obviously ridiculous stuff like QAnon and Pizzagate that has managed to just infect the brains of an alarming amount of people, not just boomers, and not just in the U.S., but worldwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you've got the more plausible stuff like Jeffrey Epstein, who was definitely involved in a conspiracy, but also left behind a ton of unanswered questions like, did he really kill himself or was he murdered? And you got the in-between stuff like, was John McAfee murdered? Which the answer is no, you idiot. But Uh, I understand why you might be inclined to think so. There's countdown clocks online, Elliot. 30 days, we're all going to know because definitely what you're going to do uh, with a kill switch is set it for 30 days after you die. Sure. Uh, because I just, look forward to hearing all about it. <laughs> they're like, they're up there like this, uh, up in the control booth of Earth. We didn't really stretch this out. Yeah. We got the UFOs. We got all this stuff. Like, come on, McAfee. I got a lot of, a lot of things going right now. Mm-hmm. Stretch but it out. None of this is new. People, particularly Americans, have always been into this kind of thing, going all the way back to the Salem witch trials. Uh, A lot of conspiracy theories are pretty dark stuff, obviously, but that's not always the case. Sometimes conspiracy theories are so silly and ridiculous that they're almost completely harmless. Which brings us to birds aren't real, which uh, posits that birds aren't real. They're not real. Yeah. They're, They're all just like the tiki room down at Disneyland. Yeah. They're not real, guys. Uh, We actually talked about these guys a long time ago in an episode from July of 2019, but it seems like their movement has really picked up steam since then. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I I grouped this with, like, there might be a little bit more harm on the flat Earth side, but it's kind of the same thing, where it feels like more of a group of people you can belong to and have a uh, relationship with online and off, and it's just like a hobby. I mean, yeah, with the flat earth thing, like at the end of the day, for 99 plus percent of people, whether the earth is flat or not has no bearing on our lives at all. We just like to get it together really on Saturdays matter. and have a beer. I, I don't, I'm not in aerospace or uh, NASA. Like, If you're not involved in like literal science of uh, astronomy and space and whatnot, it really doesn't fucking matter. What yeah, but astronomy, stuff. astrology, I mean, come on, what's the difference? Yeah. Let me read those cards. But anyway, we first looked in the birds aren't real way back then, in simpler times. Yeah. And uh, at that time, they put up a couple billboards, one in Memphis, uh, and the billboards, they'll, of course, read, just birds aren't real. That's it. Yep. And a local Memphis TV station called WREG had uh, spokesman Peter McIndoe come into the studio to answer some questions and explain the specifics of birds aren't real. Uh, the resulting interview was very funny, um, and it also kind of gave away... The fact that despite Peter doing a very good job keeping a straight face, Birds Aren't Real is a satirical conspiracy movement. Yes, that's very important to point out. From the jump, this was made as a joke on conspiracies. But not a lazy joke. Like, they, whoever's behind this, I assume it's this Peter guy, like, uh, seems to have a pretty solid understanding of uh, just sort of conspiracy movements in general Mm -hmm. and... uh, you know, how Well, how that's the basic thing is when you just start something like this, all you have to do is plant a seed of doubt. Yeah. And with the American mind, it's a very fertile land where well, you can maybe, plant as many uh, seeds as you maybe want. Maybe birds aren't real. Yeah. This guy says they're fake. <laughs> Who Sci- am I going to believe? Scientists say the birds are real, but they also said COVID was real. And so uh, <laughs> obviously that's not real. Yeah. Uh, now, this is especially obvious if you just head to birdsaren'treal.com and read the very long 
rambling history section of the website. It tells the story of how President Eisenhower and CIA Director Alan Dulles devised a plan to spy on suspected communists by killing every bird in the U.S. and replacing them with robots outfitted with surveillance devices. They used modified B-52 bombers to spray bird poison from extremely high altitudes to kill all of the birds, and then launched the Vietnam War to gain access to a specific type of metal only located there, which they then used to build millions of robot birds using slave labor made up of hippies they kidnapped and gave lots of LSD to. Perfect crime. You're helping nature by creating more mm -hmm. birds. Uh, well, anyways, that's the short version of the, the story. Longer, it's, uh, yeah, there's other details like JFK. The reason he got assassinated is because he told them to shut down that bird program. Joke's on you, bird brain. Yeah. Yeah. The long version is, of course, very long, and it includes a lot more specifics about this very real thing that happened. Yeah, once you find out about the birds not being real, you I mean, you're never going to be able to see things the and same way again. Look, the fake birds, it's just like uh, CGI and practical effects. They have evolved over time. You yeah. need, back in the 70s when everything was uh, blurry, hazy, and didn't have a lot of colors going on, uh, the, the, you, you didn't really have to hide too much of these fake birds. Yeah. I mean, As you can see in all television footage, the world looked different. Yeah, it was just smog everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it wasn't hard to... To hide a fake bird. Now, but nowadays, you got to be pretty damn good. These at damn it. environmentalists, uh, they're cleaning up our air, and now we got to make the birds a lot more realistic from a lot farther away. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot harder. But thankfully, the CIA, they, they only hire the best. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, a lot has happened since 2019, uh, particularly with regards to the popularity of the types of conspiracy theories that birds aren't real is seemingly making fun of. So it follows that birds aren't real would also get much more popular. And apparently, it has. Last week in Springfield, Missouri, a large rally of at least dozens of people turned out to show their support for this movement. Mm -hmm. There were custom homemade signs and chants like, bird watching goes both ways. <laughs> I like is, that. I get that on a shirt. I love that. Yeah. yeah. They have a great merch store, too. Yeah. Uh, Peter McIndoe, he was there with a big white van with messages written on the side like, birds can charge on power lines mm -hmm. and... Pigeons are liars, mm -hmm. and also a helpful diagram showing what a so-called pigeon's insides actually look like. And, uh, yeah, the roof of the van is, of course, kitted out with bird spikes to prevent any robots from landing on it and, you know, spying yeah. on what he and uh, his team are doing. That would yeah. be the last thing they would want. Exactly. It would appear that the Birds Aren't Real movement has gotten so big that Peter and his crew are currently on a tour across the country in that van, spreading their message for the entire summer. And it's funded entirely through Patreon, where you can sign up as a truther for $5 a month, or a patriot for $10 a month, or a founding father for $1,776, $1,776 a month. Now, it looks like you need to join the Patreon to get the inside scoop on where this tour is heading and when, lest any birds figure out how to use it. Yeah. Uh, but they've also been documenting this tour on their YouTube and Instagram channels, and there will surely be plenty more content to come, unless the CAA puts a stop to it or, uh, you know, you got some attack birds that could fly into the van. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. This movement, back when it was small, it didn't really represent a threat to the status quo. But now, watch now it's getting bigger. Watch uh, out for the ICBMs, the Intercontinental Bird Missiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, be careful out there. Maybe wear a helmet so you don't get dive bombed. That's the thing is uh, you have you know a lot of birds doing surveilling from the sky, and then you have some very realistic attack birds like geese on the ground. Yeah. The geese can fly, but they'll if you come near them, they will teach you a lesson. The geese are sort of like the tank uh, hero character. <laughs> yeah. uh, the pigeon is uh, 
And Pigeon's like, you know, your main. Yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah, they all have roles. And, with, and then, you know, it, it stands to reason why presidents pardon the turkey every year because uh, that is literally they retirement. That's the retirement for the best bird. Well, and they, they want to get the videotape out of it before yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the farmers put it away. That's what I'm saying. And then you then it's free to live it off uh, the rest of its life in Robot Vegas, whatever yeah. that is. Yes. So there you go. It's all, it's all very interesting stuff, and I look forward to... Um, Seeing more. Seeing it develop. I I, I need to check out that merch store because, like, again, this is one of those things where it's like, even the guy who invented it knows it's a a sham or whatever. But it's like, look, people are having fun with this. When it comes down to it, it's it's even less serious than pretty much any conspiracy theory out there. It just seems like a good time with uh, people who can understand jokes and humor getting together to be like, (laughs) right? But there's one guy probably at every meet that's, like, super into it. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, Flat Earth started off as a joke movement. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... uh, it was satire. There was like yeah. flat earth societies at like universities where uh, just as like a sort of weird thought experiment, they would try to argue in favor of flat earth. And then somehow, uh, maybe not directly, it got to where it is today. So I don't know. 20 years from now are... Uh, oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, time with Are the time, boomers, which would be our generation, are, are they going to be talking about how... Uh, you know, birds aren't real. I think that that probably will happen. I think yeah. that it is because once you have enough distance from the reason that it was created and you have enough people contributing to the reality of it, it's going to muddy the waters to the point where, yes, some people will be brought into it and never know that it was like a joke or maybe it was started a joke, but that's what revealed the truth. Because yeah. in every joke, a little kernel of truth, Sliver of a truth, little yeah. seed of doubt, yeah. if you will. Anyways, another animal news. But this time, real animals and not fake robot animals built to spy on Americans. Uh, Last year, we talked a lot about murder hornets, a very appropriately named insect due to its alarming size and penchant for murdering bees. Uh, Thankfully, as we covered, a a team of experts were able to track down and eliminate the murder hornet threat before it was too late. It was basically the Bin Laden raid, uh, but for insects. Yes. And uh, they they did it, and we're we're very proud of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, recently, another group of very sinisterly named insects, which was wreaking havoc on other animals in its ecosystem, was also defeated. Move over, murder hornets. Meet the crazy ants. (laughs) I got a crazy ant. (laughs) She's nuts. We all got at least one crazy ant. (laughs) Uh, But we're specifically talking about yellow crazy ant here. Uh, Not to be confused with other species of crazy ant, like the longhorn crazy ant or the raspberry crazy ant. Or your crazy ant Karen. (laughs) Yeah, all of these species apparently get their names from their, their erratic and unpredictable movements. But the yellow crazy ant has a lot more going on. They spit acid and they eat birds. Which aren't real. No. <laughs> these they eat robots. Yes. Uh, what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yellow crazy ant is originally from Southeast Asia, but they're an invasive species in a lot of the uh, other parts of the world, including Johnston Atoll, a uh, tiny little piece of land in the middle of the Pacific Ocean owned by the U.S. government. Hmm. From Global News. The ants hail from Southeast Asia, but they became a devastating plague on the U.S.-controlled Johnson Atoll, where they would sneak up on nesting seabirds, blind them with acid, and then devour them in swarms. The atoll is the only patch of dry land within a 1.5 million square kilometer stretch of ocean, making it a crucial landing spot for tens of thousands of birds from 15 different species. So yeah, these tiny ants somehow managed to swarm these birds that are thousands of times bigger than they are and get enough acid in the birds' eyes and mouths that they kill them and then eat their bodies. It's got to be, that's like a week's worth of food, I, I imagine. And because Johnson Atoll is such an important landing spot in the middle of nowhere, yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah, I'm wondering, that's why I'm wondering if any of our nuclear tests had anything to do with the uh, power of these ants. Could be. 
Yes. I don't know if we ever... We tested biological weapons there, I think. I don't know. We didn't test nukes, but I think we tested some other weird shit. Also, yeah, that... The ants are fighting back. (laughs) That could be it. They're like, these damn U.S. government birds, we'll show them. Yeah. Leave their parts scattered all across the atoll. Mm -hmm. That'll teach you to mess with us. Uh, BBC's Planet Earth actually captured yellow crazy ants attacking crabs on Australia's Christmas Island, and it's insane watching these tiny ants overwhelm and kill an animal that is so much bigger than them. But uh, the good news is that the U.S. government says it has successfully killed off all of the yellow crazy ants on Johnson Atoll after years of trying. They were ta- the birds were getting too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the article, so-called crazy ant strike teams worked hard to systematically bait and kill every one of the insects on Johnson Atoll, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service said Wednesday. The teams destroyed the ant nests and then used sniffer dogs to ensure that there were no more survivors. Yeah, birds were getting expensive. We're... We're spending a lot of money on these birds. Yeah. These fucking ants. Tearing them limb from limb. We got to go back. And the dog. Build more birds. This is like the first vacation for the drug sniffing dogs that are out of work. They're like, oh, we get to go uh, to go to the beach? Yeah. Sniff around for some acid ants? Uh, we're, we're all done with weed. Sorry about that. You're on ant. We got a new job for you. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're, you're, out, you're pulling you out of retirement, buddy. We need that nose. Yeah. We need to take you to the South Pacific. Well. We got a very special mission. Um, it's good to see that we can still solve a problem. Yeah, I mean, this island is absolutely tiny. It's, it's basically an airstrip. They should, they should, why didn't they just bomb it? <laughs> uh, I mean, that would probably kill a lot of birds, too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's, the ants uh, would be gone. It would blow the ants into the air, and then they would travel through, like, the jet stream, and they would uh, travel mean, over to the It seems the like they coast. can survive a lot. Yeah. They're, 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 they're kind of like the fire ants, where it's just like, you get a couple of them on a boat somewhere, and now they're just everywhere on mm-hmm. Earth, and Yeah, big problems. There you go. Well, in other news, a phrase that you've been hearing a lot on this show lately is, America is back. It's a phrase that is simultaneously triumphant and also very ominous. America's back. Uh, America's back. Oh, no. (laughs) America's back. America's back. He's right behind me, isn't he? back. No. Uncle Sam is right behind me. Uh, The worst of the COVID-19 pandemic is behind us, which is great. But Americans are also seemingly making up for lost time in all of the worst ways. People who have spent the last year mostly at home are simply not mentally equipped to jump right back into things. Now, seemingly every large gathering in the past few months has included people acting like fools who have completely forgotten how to properly function in society. And this will likely continue throughout the summer. Sports, stadiums, any public event, concerts. Uh, if you if you missed uh, this recent episode of News Dump, a redneck rave uh, yeah, there was got an, people in, getting impaled. An impalement. Slitting their throats. It was bad. Yeah. 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 And this phenomenon, it has been especially obvious in the world of spectator sports for some reason. And it now looks like that has crossed the Atlantic. Yes. The 2021 Tour de France bicycle race began on Saturday and disaster struck before day one of 21 was even over. All thanks to the boneheaded actions of a fan on the sidelines who clearly has forgotten how to behave at this kind of event. Um, we most likely can't actually show you what happened aside from using still images since since we don't want to get sued. It is literally a sporting event that is yeah. broadcast on a major network. We do not have the express written consent of the uh, Tour de France. So. Or whatever uh, broadcast network here in America. Although, like, these clips of this are all over YouTube. So I, I don't know. I'm not going to risk you it. Can but, it. You yeah. can find it. You can find it. We will try and break this whole thing down, though, with still images. Uh, you know, maybe go frame by frame in a few spots. <laughs> Remember when we covered <laughs> the Olympics last time? We had to hold, out, hold up printed images because we couldn't even show yeah. the digital ones? Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> should have thought of that. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, but really, yeah, you should go find the actual live footage of it. Uh, it's it's just pure catastrophic failure. From Cap- so many angles, too. From every possible <laughs> angle. Uh, yeah, I'll leave a link in the description. Yeah. To, like, I think NBC Sports is, like, they, <laughs> they have a whole little video of it. Yeah. So, say stage one of the tour, a nearly 200-kilometer ride from Brest to Landernau. Uh, he went through a lot of towns and included a lot of sections where the sidelines of the already narrow roads were cramped with onlookers. At the time this incident occurred, they were about three-quarters of the way through the race, and the bikes were really bunched up together for some reason. Look, we don't know a whole lot about how the Tour de France works. I know it takes a very long time, and there's sections and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, definitely need steroids to get through it. I learned that <laughs> from the documentary. That's all I really know. Yeah. Uh, so the one time they managed to get Americans interested in this thing, it uh, turned out that, yeah, there's a lot of doping going on. Yeah. With all the, we were winning titles. We were like, yeah, suck my dick, France. And Damn. then, and then they, they took all the titles away because we had cheated the entire time. But everyone was cheating. Well, for the ones that got caught. We fell in the so sword. anyway, since then, it's harder to get excited about this whole thing. It's, uh, it's a real sore spot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you've got this big, tightly packed group of all the riders. They're competing in the race. They're traveling through a relatively narrow stretch of road. There's tons of spectators on the sidelines just inches away from the riders. Seems like a recipe for a disaster. And um, this time, it very much was. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, all you could really see watching this on TV was one rider go down, causing a huge chain reaction involving... Seemingly every other bike behind that rider also crashing. Yeah. Uh, from above, it was just a massive, chaotic pile of bodies and bikes all stuck together, lodged in each other, just a sea of humanity. Yes. Um, they weren't really going that fast at this part, thankfully, but still, even falling off a bike at a low speed, it hurts like hell, and it's embarrassing. Plus, uh, it, you, you know, people are falling on top of you. Yeah. And yeah. there's metal and weight. And yeah. It, you it, fall off no, a bike. It's uncomfortable. You fall off a bike on yourself, that's bad. But if, you know, if you're in a big group of people, the guy behind you has no time to stop. So they, you know, they fall on you, maybe even run you over. And yeah. then the same goes for them. It just causes a chain reaction. Everybody's landing on each other. It's a big old mess. Yeah. And so on and so on. So from an outsider's perspective like ours, uh, who... We don't really know how any of this works. It looks like the bikes shouldn't have been so bunched together like that, but uh, this actually wasn't the cyclist's fault. The spectator right there, holding a sign that apparently translates to, Hi, Grandma and Grandpa, was seemingly posing for the TV cameras and absolutely not paying attention to the actual race happening right behind her, which... You know it's coming. It's the Tour de France. That's why you're there. It probably sounds like cicadas, all those bikes. Well, and also, like, I I don't know at what part of the the race or whatever, but usually there's, like, leading cars and mopeds and stuff. So it's like, yeah, there's a ton of bicyclists coming right now. Yeah. Uh, Her arm and the sign are sticking right out into the path of the riders. And the rider on the far left, Germany's Tony Martin, has no room to avoid it. He hits it. He loses control. He goes down. And then gets run over by the guy right behind him. And, of course, the chain reaction of destruction follows. Yeah, his fall, Tony Martin's fall in slow motion. He His head, like, slams into the asphalt. The guy behind him is, like, almost about to literally drive over his head, but, like, manages to avoid it, but then still falls on him. And mm-hmm. it's, it's chaos. Yes. It's just pure chaos. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, on top of the fact that the racing teams had to, like, jump into action, check if those bikes needed to be swapped out and whatnot. There were multiple injuries, including another German cyclist, uh, Joshua Suterlin, whose injuries were so severe that he had to pull out of the tour, the entire thing. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this wasn't even the only big pileup of the day. I mean, uh, later, near the end of the race, another even bigger crash happened very similarly uh, at even faster speeds, but it was not caused by a fan. This Mm -hmm. was just caused by... uh, 
rider error, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the first crash was entirely preventable, and both the Tour de France and the local law enforcement in France, they want justice. Only problem is, this person, who was ironically dressed a lot like Waldo from Where's <laughs> Waldo, is nowhere to be found. Yes, it's uh, just a, a nice little spice on top of the story was that they were dressed up looking like yeah. Where's Waldo. And probably unintentionally, and it would have not stood out at all if they did weren't on like a international or hunt for this person. Or they planned this all. Could be, could be. But yeah, it would seem that as soon as the crash happened, she got the hell out of there. Which, yeah, understandable. I would do the same. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of people mad at you. So now she's essentially a fugitive, whoever she is. <laughs> Authorities are asking witnesses and people with information about the spectator to come forward. And the Tour de France itself says that it plans to sue her once she's identified. But figuring that out might be impossible. She was wearing sunglasses and a hat, so her face was pretty well hidden. Uh, it's not even certain that this was a woman, to be honest. Uh, the only thing that they really have to go off of is the uh, German terms for grandma and grandpa on the sign. And the German-speaking part of Europe is quite large and also spans multiple countries. So this person might actually get away with it unless... Unless their guilty conscience brings them to turn themselves in. Or, much like with some of the capital riders, the grandmother and grandfather turned her in. You see that? That was me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, or she admits to it in a bar. But like... The grandmother and grandpa, like, because they, they yeah, feel... They, maybe the grandparents are super huge fans of the Tour de France. Like, they've been watching it their whole lives. But now they now they're, they usually go. Now they're too old to go. That's too risky. So and, yeah. uh, their granddaughter is like, you know what? I'm going to do a nice thing for my grandparents. I'm going to go to the Tour de France, and I'm going to be there on camera and show them, like, look, that thing you love, you pass it down the generations to me. So they're, like, super into the Tour de France. Yeah. And then they see this happen in front of them. Shame. And they're, they're you know... They think they love their granddaughter. They're not so sure anymore. Yeah. But the thing that they love, the Tour de France, has been tarnished by their own family. Shouldn't be hard to find Germans that like France. <laughs> a lot of Germans like France. <laughs> no, I'm joking. A lot, they're neighboring countries. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. But look, I'm saying would be very funny if the grandmother and grandfather turned her in. Yeah. For they, bringing shame upon their family. They might. Yeah, Germans. Uh... It's the opposite of shade and foil. Yeah. It's, uh, I received no pleasure from yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. the opposite of that is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, before we get to the weirdest headlines of the week, it's time for a sponsor break. We do have three this time. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is We took a you know that week we off in June. We took a week off, so, so sorry. Gotta, gotta pay the piper. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post. This summer, Bespoke Post is here to take your adventures to the next level with a new lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. They sent me a knife. Uh, this box here, though, has all the tools you need to step up your taco game to the next level, including a DIY hot sauce kit and an authentic lava stone mortar and pestle. Or this very practical sunscreen kit with everything you need to take care of your skin before and after spending all day out in the sun. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. 
Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD for 20% off your first box. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped. Whether you've got a dad bod or a six-pack, get ready to unveil that beach bod because Manscaped has just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weird news. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 is truly the GOAT of trimmers and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch with a travel lock, and a 4,000K LED spotlight for when you need a more precise shave. It's also waterproof. I caught them in 4,000K. <laughs> Uh, to take your grooming game even further to the next level, the performance package also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Air tr- Air Trimmer. Uh, it also It's also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. And Manscaped proprietary skin-safe technology prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Uh, and the seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Uh, before heading out, use Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant to keep your game up in the heat. After trimming, use the Crop Reviver to give your beach balls a boost. On top of all that, they threw in two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. That is 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. This episode, guess what? Sponsored by HelloFresh. Time to eat. (laughs) Hope you're hungry. With HelloFresh, you get fresh. Pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it is America's number one meal kit. What we love most about HelloFresh is the variety. HelloFresh offers at least 27 recipes each week featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients, so you'll never get bored. Try something new every week, and that variety extends to different types of meals depending on your dietary preferences and how much time you've got to cook. There's 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, 10 minute lunches for your busy schedule, and every week there's also low calorie vegetarian and family friendly recipes. Now, we're big fans, obviously, of all the different twists on burger and taco recipes that uh, HelloFresh offers. You'll never run out of fun and delicious new takes on these kinds of seemingly simple meals. Start having fun in the kitchen like we do by going to hellofresh.com slash weeklyweird14. Use the code weeklyweird14 and you'll get up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that is up to 14 free meals by going to hellofresh.com slash weeklyweird14 and using that code weeklyweird14. All right, let's get into the headlines, the weirdest, wildest, Craziest headlines from around the world, not the flat earth, around Around the globe. From across this flat earth. Mm -hmm. Starting with, California's historic drought is causing drinking water to taste like dirt. Just add lemon, officials say. Now, the funniest take I've seen Mm. on this is um, in some areas, uh, the drought is causing the uh, groundwater to have more of a... uh, Eggy kind of flavor Sulfuric. to it. Sulfuric. Yeah, and people uh, at the news, like someone reported someone, and like the headline was, Tastes like ass. California trout drinking water. I mean, I, especially Southern California drinking water, I, has always tasted bad, in my opinion. I, I like it. I, I don't. <laughs> Shibby loves it. <laughs> a lot of people do. I really, really don't. I go other places, when I'll travel other places, and like people will be like, Oh, just drink out of the sink. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this tastes like. It's been through a Brita filter, but it's just from the pipes. 
Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, the water here, I don't know what it is. Hey, call me a government shill. I like the tap water. Uh, I don't know. There's something about it. It tastes, you know, you know what California tap water tastes like? It tastes like, um, what's that bottled water that no one likes? Aquafina? Tastes like Aquafina, or no, uh, I can't remember. It's the one that, like, Pepsi owns. I can't remember. What's the, what, what the fuck? It's the, the water that no one likes. What is it? God Nestle? damn it. Nestle? No. What water brand is owned by PepsiCo? Yeah, sure. Dasani. Dasani. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. California water tastes like Dasani, which means, yeah, it does taste like ass. It's got some weird lingering flavors to it. It's sort of metallic. If I could afford to have Topo Chico completely filled in the fridge 24 hours a day always, I would do it. It's a lot of glass to recycle. But I think uh, actually Coca-Cola owns them now, too, so they're not even escapable from the the corporate overlords. At least it tastes good. LaCroix. Independence. Uh, Yeah, sort of. They're a publicly traded company. Their own. Yeah. So LaCroix's good, I guess. Yeah. Bubbly, though. Pepsi. Pepsi Pepsi owns Bubbly. Um, Well, there you go. And Nestle owns all the rest of the water. Look, there's a lot of problems going on in California. We got the fires. There's a brand new one right now and it's just north of here. There's uh, drought, uh, which obviously helps with the fires, making the water taste bad. We have the big ones right around the corner. It's always right around the corner, the big earthquake. So uh, hot state summer. Yeah. So, you know, the cicada's not looking so bad. No. Worst day ever in pigeon racing history as 5,000 birds vanish. With one push of a button down at the CIA. <laughs> you guys have been called back to active duty. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that pigeon racing was a thing. Yeah. They just... I, I guess they're like... They, home, they're, ho- they're homing pigeons. Mm-hmm. And they just go somewhere else far away. And they just release all the pigeons. And whoever gets there first is the... The fastest pigeon seems like a pretty like uncontrollable mess, but I guess it's not. I mean, I think or so. well, I mean, or that it is because five thousand just vanished. This, I think this is rare, but yeah, this is sort of what I would assume would happen every time. It's just like, all right, oh, jeez, where's all my birds that I just sent out into the sky? Oh, they're out. They they're out come the, back to me. They're 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 on the outside of the stadium eating out of the garbage. Oh, that makes sense. To be like, if you took like a bunch of dogs and said, all right, first one to New York City wins the big treat, and they're like. Wait, where are you going? You're all running different directions. Obviously, you've never seen Homeward Bound because the love of a family will guide a dog <laughs> across the most horrible yeah. terrain. Fight a bear. Yeah. Come across a mountain lion and shoot it off like a catapult. Yeah. Chance, Sassy. Sally Field. Uh, Michael J. Michael Fox. Michael J. Fox. And the old guy. Shadow. James Garner? I don't know. I don't know. Some old guy. Great movie. It's, it's good. Don't know about the second one. The first one's great. Which was already a remake from an original that was that came out in like the 60s or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Lab analysis of Subway tuna sandwiches fails to identify tuna DNA. And I feel like this has been a... This is one of those things that keeps popping up every couple of years. Yeah. Where like, I feel like this was a big thing on the internet like four years like ago. A, like a year ago, someone did the same test and they only found like trace amounts of tuna DNA. Yeah. Now, zero. But they don't... So it's like, if it's not tuna, what the hell is it? I don't know. Does it doesn't matter? It tastes like tuna. Yeah, I mean, if you're eating tuna from Subway. Well, it's like the, the you know, how, like, 90% of Chinese food places use imitation crab meat. Well, yeah, because crab's expensive. Yeah, but tuna is expensive if you're putting it on a $4 sub. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, they were just like, it could have, they said there's one of two options. Either Subway's using something that isn't tuna or... Their tuna is so heavily processed that the DNA is just, like, it's undetectable. Yeah. I don't know. If it tastes like tuna and you like it, then what's the problem? Whatever. You're already eating at Subway. You're, you're yeah, making yeah. a conscious decision to uh, to eat that food. You just never visit Hawaii. 
Because if you go to Hawaii, it ruins, fish it ruins, ruins tuna. Specifically tuna. Because yeah. they're like, oh, you want tuna? Do you want the freshest tuna you've ever had in your life? We and caught an this, entire bowl of it? caught this five minutes ago. Just put like some, you know, soy, salt, salt, salt soy, soy sauce <laughs> on it. You can eat it just straight up raw. Here you go. Here's a, here's a popcorn bucket filled with tuna. Every time I go to Hawaii, which is not often, it's been like five or six years now, but every time I go, I, I, I push myself to the verge of mercury poisoning because it's like <laughs> you just can't get this shit on the mainland. Like poke has gotten a little bigger. Since yeah. then, but even you get poke in LA, and they're gonna like, have to cut your toe off. It's like this is fine, I guess, but the poke in Hawaii is like you just can't get it anywhere. Yeah, you can't get it anywhere, so you got to eat as much as you can. Literally, like if you're eating at Subway anyway, like look, they they like pull those like chicken breasts out of a plastic bag and then toss yeah, it in the microwave. Like you know, what, look, you're getting what you pay for. Mm-hmm. I I like Subway. I haven't had it in a long time, but I grew up on Subway. It's fine. It's great. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It is remarkable how much Jared, that pedophile, convinced everyone that Subway was, uh, you know, a healthy meal, mm-hmm. a good meal. It's Just, not bad for you if you eat it correctly. Eh. If you get a six-inch sub and a diet coke. Eh. Yeah, whatever. It's just, look. It's not healthy. It's not bad. It's I'd not rather. Good, yeah. I'd rather go to Jersey Mike's. They slice it right in front of you. I'll have it Mike's way. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Mike's way. All of that. Yeah. Anyways, police break up exorcism in Lumber Isle of U.S. Home Depot. Cue the song. Yeah, so this, I don't think it, it was confusing, this article. It sounds like they were holding like a seance Mm -hmm. for dead trees. Hippies. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, apparently up in Canada, they're talking about cutting down some old growth forest that has some of the oldest trees in like Western Canada. Mm-hmm. Because of this lumber shortage, they're just t- they're cutting down trees that are like thirty feet wide that have been there for twenty five hundred years. They're like, well, we need the wood. <laughs> so there's uh, yeah, there's, there is a pretty legitimate, I think, uh, environmental dispute happening. Yeah, up in Vancouver right I now. I just send Mr. Beast up there to plant some seeds. He'll be fine. <laughs> They'll in two thousand years. These will be just as big as the ones we cut down. I've done my part. Boof. But uh, I, I when I first saw this, I was like, oh, are they are they holding a an exorcism? In the lumber aisle because these lumber prices, you just can't build anything right now. Yeah. Too they, high. They have gone down in the last yeah. couple of weeks, but they at a certain point they were like several times higher than they were. Yeah, like a two by four was like like outrageous. It was, yeah, it was insane. It was like, and uh, that's why when then when Ben Shapiro did that photo shoot of him with the that's all I can afford. That's all I can afford. Yeah, <laughs> here it is, two hundred dollars worth of lumber. Of lumber. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just love that that song is like it. If you're doing like on on TikTok, it's like if you want the audio representation of a doing dad shit, it's always that song. Boom, 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 boom. I I swear to God, if I hear "Into the Thick of It" one more time, I'm gonna kill <gasps> somebody. Into the thick of it. Like what what the fuck is going on on TikTok? Where like at any given moment, anyone everyone on there only can is capable of using like <laughs> two or three songs. Right now, it's, in every it's, video, it's Bo Burnham and it's Backyardigans. God, yeah. yeah. They have the big one now is uh, the the ocean's rising like I give a shit. Yeah. 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 I watched that the other night. It's good. Well, it's the same thing with memes. Like, okay, we've seen the Natalie Portman Star Wars oh, I'm meme. Still, I'm sick of it. It's, it's, this, that, was like a, that was like a three-day meme, and it's been a month now. Uh, we were doing, I think because everyone was locked away, the just the output of memes was way higher. I turn over. Because this, uh, this one has survived multiple weeks, which has not been the case it's, for a long it's time. It's a fine meme. It's, you know, it's just as... It's just played out. Just as useful as any other meme, but yeah, it's like... 
I feel like within like a day, people were already making like meta memes out of it, which is usually means like it's, it's the end. Yeah. Like that's it when you're when you're making the meme a meta uh, like commentary on commentary itself. Commentary on itself. Yeah. The, the, the meme is it's outworn. It's welcome, but I'm still seeing that shit on fucking Twitter every day. I'm like, come on, people! <sighs> it's because the the world is healing. There's not enough people that people are going up. outside. They're spending less time indoors making memes. Exactly. We need a new plague. They're going out and they're living the life experiences while they can so that when the next lockdown, because the Delta variant happens, they have more material. they'll have more material. Yes. Yeah, more life mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, um, there you go. There you go. Ikea slammed for serving fried chicken and watermelon to honor Juneteenth. <laughs> I, like, like this, I mean... The, so, so this, this was an Ikea in, like, Atlanta, too, which is, like, you know, Atlanta is a very black city. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, but apparently the planning committee at this Ikea who planned the Juneteenth meal, all white people. They didn't consult were they Swedish? The no, but they were white people in management. And so, yeah, like the, the, co- the comments I read from like black staffers who were upset about they're like, look, you could just do nothing. Like no one asked you to do this. Yeah. Just, ju- just because Juneteenth is now a holiday doesn't mean you need to like change the food menu yeah it's and especially also like, like with like to the most racist thing possible i mean it's it's i've never see it's racist people racists use it and i yeah i guess that makes it i'm racist, saying that the interpretation also, of it on at face value is clearly i i mean I, people have talked about this but yeah. i i always have thought it's funny that they're like, oh, you're black. You must enjoy. And then just like a list of like Deli- delicious, delicious foods. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Wow. You probably like fried chicken. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Great. Yeah. Oh, wow. You probably like barbecue and watermelon, the most delicious fruit. Wow. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I bet you like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're great food. Yes. They're delicious. Of course. But um, yeah, doing it this like you just you, not every fucking holiday needs uh, like a themed celebration. From your corporate entity. How about a day off? With yeah. Pay? Yeah, that would be in a in a country that uh, you know didn't treat its workers like shit. Uh, you know, giving people the day off on federal holidays that would be a with, nice with first pay step. with pay. Yeah. Um, that would be a lot better. Yeah. Then they can celebrate however however anyone wants. Yeah. That would be great. What if you got to choose your own celebration because you ha- you are free to do as you please and you're going to get a full day's pay for it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think that would be that would solve all these problems. You can avoid all these these faux pas by just sending all your employees home and shutting <laughs> shutting the doors of the store, telling people yes. to come back on another day. But they're gonna sell like three less tables. Yeah. Ringo Starr drops trademark fight over Ringo sex toys. Probably smart for him. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. His his socials great. Oh my God! What was that one that he posted like? Oh, God, I hate to keep bringing my phone out on this, but he had he had a real banger on uh, Instagram. Yeah, what the fuck was it? Ringo Starr, let's see. I don't know, he's, he's very old. Uh, yeah, he's someone, like someone uh, yeah, uh, uh, did a uh, deep fake of him on a, on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and he posted, Man, what, are, what another great day. Here I am as a pirate. It's beautiful. Friday, heading down for the incredible Saturday. Peace and love. <laughs> Here I am as a pirate. It's like a ton of emojis. Yeah. yeah. He, uh... He didn't like that this sex toy company, they're calling their... Ring-O? Yeah, the Ring-O. Like orgasm. But they uh, they 
he, his team met with their team. They they reached a, an amicable uh, solution to this. So they're still they're allowed to call it Ringo, but with a space between the ring and the O. Okay. And they, you know, there's a bunch of other stipulations, or uh, they can't do anything that might make people associate this with Beatles or Ringo Starr. Yeah. A butt but, plug called the Ring O Chocolate Star. All these sex toys I don't understand. Back in my day, we'd just sit in a room with our mates, <laughs> jerk off with, jerking off with the lights off, yeah. see who could come the quickest. <laughs> we didn't need all these sex toys. I know, now everybody's trying not to come. We used to try to come. <laughs> hey, John, I'm going to come. I'm going to fucking come, mate. I'm going to come. I'm going to come before oh. you do. So, yeah, when he met up with the team, they were in a dark room, and whoever came first got to choose yeah, and how they came was... at the same time. It was... Yeah. <laughs> After an altercation on board, a man jumps out of a taxiing airplane at Los Angeles Airport. And this is recent. I haven't gotten more details about it, but this and happened this is, at LAX. Uh, a day or two after someone drove onto the runway at LAX. Oh, what? I didn't even see that. Yeah. There's a lot going what on. What the hell's going on down there? And just so happened to be, it was like Prince Harry was taxiing in a different plane. While it was happening, so everyone's like, ah! <laughs> there's a lot going on. But yeah, yeah, this person uh, had, had an incident and jumped out of the plane while it was on the I plane. didn't even know it was possible to open those doors. I guess while it's taxiing and it's yeah. not pressurized. You when it's pressurized, you can't open it. Yeah, but he was he just he was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to take this flight. I'll be, uh, I'm going to get off now. No, you're not. And then, <laughs> yes, I am. He just opened the door and the, the, the big old raft uh, slide, the inflatable slide popped mm-hmm. out automatically and he just slid down and he's like, all right, well, I'll be going home now. But then the, the damn... Airport police surrounded him and took him in for questions. See, this is the thing: is it's like, like this is why, when in ten years, people are gonna be like, why was it that they banned alcohol on planes and just kept it banned forever, and you can't get a drink on oh a plane my anymore? God. I'm gonna be so fucking angry if they do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just stop traveling. <laughs> or, or you know what I'm gonna do? If that happens, I will get into some like frat guy shit. I'll start dipping tampons and vodka and shoving that up my ass. Now going on planes. Dig a hole in the plane before you board it. <laughs> yeah, dig a hole in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make... What you do is you pay it forward. You shove a bunch of those tiny liquor bottles into the seat back and leave it for the next person. Yeah, like a very complex international system of like tracking flights and yeah. uh, where on each plane the, the liquor is hidden. Making jenkum in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, people calm down or we're never going to have Everyone... a good... No one's going to... They're going to lock so much shit down where it's like... Look, imagine, because it keeps happening, people keep fucking running on the field and doing crazy shit. Sports stadiums. But that, they'll never do it because they make too much money. They make way too much money. Yeah. Speaking of sports, I'd rather die actually living, says unvaccinated NFL player defiant of COVID-19 rules. Yeah. A uh, person who you would assume wears no padding during the games. Yeah, I mean... If you can't tell me what to do. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die while I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Rather than die already dead? This guy, his his reasoning behind it, very strange, because it's like, by getting vaccinated, he would be able to avoid a bunch of, because uh, the NFL released new guidelines. It's like, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to get tested after every game. You don't, there's like all these things you are now free to do. It's more freedom. Yeah, there's more freedom if you're vaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, you still got to do all this other shit. And he's like, you know what? The more free uh, path seems to be the unvaccinated one, where I'm just constantly getting tested for this disease, that I... I could avoid all this by simply getting a needle in my arm, but uh, no, that that was that's not freedom. So Do you I'm, I'm going to die living rather than die dying? Live dying? 
I don't know. Unrelated, but one of the worst sports injuries I've ever seen today. Well, in I'm not going to look at that. MLB. Guy, uh, two players trying to catch the same ball, running one running backwards, one running forwards, hit each other. One guy spun off, landed on his leg backwards, and uh, it's real bad. The All video's right. out there. I'm and, not going to uh, look at that. There's a, there's a lot going on with a lot of uh, seemingly detached leg parts nope. being swung around. Don't want to see it. I hate it's, that. It was really bad. That is like my uh, my least favorite. Like I, I, <laughs> I used to go on like fucking Rotten.com and see people's heads blown apart. But like seeing seeing limbs going di- the wrong direction, uh, that's, I think, like, that's what I can't handle. The worst one I've ever seen is like the one of like, I don't know if it was UFC, but it was one of those mixed martial arts or the, where the <laughs> leg just wraps around it's someone. Like, yeah, it's fucking, oh, like, oh. I hate that. That, that, was so, that was traumatizing. I can't handle that shit. Yeah. Broken bones and joints breaking. The worst. I'd rather see someone get fucking blown up with a grenade but that's like, or chopped This one was terrible because, like, usually when someone breaks a bone or something, they're in shock and they're just kind of like, whoa, what? like, whatever. Yeah. This guy was, like, literally clawing off of the field, like, dragging his legs. God. It was terrible. Jesus Christ. And in a sport where, like, injuries aren't usually... Yeah, like, it's not a contact <laughs> sport. <laughs> yeah. It was Fuck. nuts. It was Fuck nuts. that. Nope, nope, nope. Anyways, a uh, couple, couple handcuffed together for 123 days immediately break up. Wow, who could have foreseen this happening? I mean, that's like why there have uh, people were assuming this, and it looks like it's been happening, is the divorce rate because post, of COVID. Post-lockdown divorce. Yeah, because you're just oh, yeah. trapped with someone. Yeah, these this couple, they're in Ukraine, uh, and uh, this idea was ridiculous. I think they, they did it for clout. They did it for clout. Don't ever do it, it for clout. Have worked. But yeah, they were like together for a while. They were thinking about breaking up, and then they're on, they're on like Valentine's Day. They're like, what if we handcuff ourselves to each other for 123 days? And what's the uh, significance? You know, of that? if I don't know, if it works, we're uh, meant to be together. If it doesn't work, we'll break up. And it's like, I, I, I love a lot of people. I love my wife. I, if I was handcuffed to anyone, I'd probably kill them. <laughs> like, I, I would probably literally kill them if I had to be handcuffed to anyone. Yeah, it's for like more torture. than like a day. Yeah, like, of course it's not going to work, you idiots. Why did you think your love was going to be rekindled by like having to sit next to each other while you take a shit? I think the strangest thing that might have worked, I, I remember uh, a friend of mine and his girlfriend would like essentially sign leases on their relationship. They'd be like, they would renew their like relationship every couple of months. That's weird. It was a little weird, but they they, they lasted quite a while. So what, eventually though, like yeah, they eventually they broke I'd up. I'd like to uh, end the lease. Give you thirty days notice. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but I remember I, I was like, that's strange, but they seem happy. I mean, it's it, it all depends on, you know, different people are compatible with each other. For it was, they reasons. were actually physically signing a document. They were just like, hey, look, uh, we're still happy. Let's say let's say another six months. And then, like, we'll be honest with each other at the end of the six months. Mm-hmm. And if we're both, if one of us is like, look, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I gave it a shot. Yeah. That's healthy. I get sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is... Being handcuffed to someone, it's it seems like you're gonna hate whoever you're. Ha- yeah, you could be handcuffed to the the kindest soul on the face of the earth, and uh, you're you're gonna be sick. That's of why Twitter person. broke up with Laura Loomer. Yeah, couldn't handle it. Yeah. Uh, last headline for today, and it's one that we've been looking forward to for a while, with little tidbits dropping here and there. But here it is: Pentagon report acknowledges 143 UFO sightings that it cannot explain. Yeah, and that's really all there is to it. They're just like, yeah, pilots see shit all the time. We don't know what it is. Might be nothing. Could be something. Could be something. We don't know. We don't know, but there's a lot of them. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. These ones are just shit the military pilots seen. There's probably a lot more. We don't know. Anyway, there you go. That's That's it. Here's that shit you asked about. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, still, hey, look, at the very least, they will remain unidentified flying objects. Uh, the official term is unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah, I know. UAP. It's not as fun. UAP sounds like it sounds like wet ass pussy, <laughs> <laughs> or it sounds like something that bombs a wedding across like overseas. Yeah, it does sound like a weapon. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, well, that explains nothing. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, that yeah. little bit of news there. Probably won't hear anything from our government about this for another twenty five years. <laughs> so we tried. See you later. Yep. Gotta, gotta catch them in 4K. Yeah. The grainy footage is not working. Yeah, we need better so, cameras. There you go. Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Please do us a favor and check out our most recent episodes over here, including a new episode of uh, News Dump where we talk, we give like a, a, a rundown of uh, just what's happening with Britney Spears and the Free Britney movement, as well as explain just a absolutely chaotic uh, festival that happened in the South yeah. where someone got impaled. America's back. America's back. Watch that. Uh, another episode of uh, Tech News Day with, with the, uh, our, John McAfee, our in yes. memoriam to John McAfee. So two banger episodes right here for you. Check both of those out, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.